If you are vulnerable to psychic damage from roguish language, stay away from these gibbering mouths. But if you intend on listening to this podcast about enriching your fantastical group hallucinations, you're too far gone already. Your next game is going to be a festive wonderland, and here's why. In this episode, we're finding answers to how can we amp up the downtime between adventures with some holidays? And what makes a good holiday from an RPG perspective? And how easy can it be to generate a quick, setting-appropriate holiday that gives a party plenty to do? Welcome to the Hook and Chance podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm his brother, Travis. I know we're jumping the gun because today we're talking about holidays. And if you're listening to this as it's released, it's a little early. Well, I mean, it's always too early for me. (laughs) Even December 24th is too early to talk about holidays for Travis. Agreed. Yeah. I am certainly the Grinch of our household. And honestly, we could just breeze right past every holiday. I really wouldn't care. Yeah, you've always got something else to do anyways, hey? Holidays are just an intrusion on your video game playing (laughs) potential time. Yes. (laughs) Who needs family values? But, I mean, as per usual, we start celebrating Christmas uh, right around like October 15th? No, it's the day after Halloween. Okay. That's the rule. I saw people literally putting up Christmas decorations the day after Halloween. So holidays can be a real intrusion, but if we lean into them in RPGs, we can maybe make the best of them. It's about the only way I can take a a holiday. (laughs) Well, that's what I think is so funny, because we're putting a lot of thought and effort into creating meaningful in-game holidays, but we won't take a minute to think about real-world holidays. (laughs) There's something truly wrong with us. Yeah. (laughs) The priorities, they are skewed. Yes. So with this coming season i think it's worth spending some time to talk about how can we actually put holidays into rpgs that actually matter because typically you would put a holiday in and you would say yes it is the time of the eventide and then what the hell do we do beyond that okay so it's people drinking like usual yeah yes yeah i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i've created a holiday It's a drunken debauchery day. Do something with it. Yeah. (laughs) So before we get ahead of ourselves, why do we want holidays in our games at all? Like, what's the point of doing any of this? Well, that's a good question, because I think sometimes we can get into some skewed priorities with stuff like this. So I think if you're going to put holidays in your games, you want to do it for one of a couple main reasons, either to flesh out the culture it's a part of, and create a more immersive atmosphere for the game. You know, this could even be exploring a character's backstory. Like maybe there's a very important holiday that one member of the party has to travel home for. Then it's, you know, fleshing out the character. Or to give the party unique challenges. A change of pace and atmosphere, which can be really good if you've just been in like a really heavy adventure underground where the tone has been really serious for a long time to come up and interact with a holiday. I mean, this is every one of my campaigns, and it has been a long, arduous road 
to wondering why my players are getting so depressed, <laughs> burnt out they're on just the burnt, darkness. Yeah, they're just tired of everything being doom and gloom. Sometimes you got to shake up the pace. And if you are one of these DMs that likes some like grit and some realism in your world, uh, great. But also there are times, even in the darkest of worlds, that people relax a little bit and have some fun. And adding in these little stop gaps between your doom and gloom can really enhance your game in so many ways. And to the doom and gloom DMs out there, you don't have to interrupt the holiday party with, you know, monsters rolling into town. Because <laughs> I know that's what you want to do. <laughs> you want to ruin the holiday. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, too, that it really changes the stakes. Like, some holiday fun and games can still be a fun challenge for the party. They can win something or they can beat a rival that they've created in town, but it's not that life or death stakes all the time. You're absolutely right. But why should we not create holidays? What are some of the pitfalls that come with the creation of another holiday? Well, I've been in this boat before and it's a dangerous boat to be in. And that's where you're trying to flesh out your world with no intention of using the details that you're creating. Oh, you're talking about a world-building wormhole. Yeah, yeah. So unless you just love world-building, it's absolutely a wormhole, Travis, where your mind tells you that you definitely need at least six major holidays for this place to feel real. Yeah, that's what the real world has. Actually, the real world has hundreds of holidays. Yeah. So you should probably start fleshing, okay, but now each one of my cultures needs their own holidays within my world. Yeah. The players are never going to interact with that. I'm sorry to tell you to be the bearer of bad news, to crap all over your dreams, <laughs> but they're never going to interact with 99% of those. Right. So again, if you love world building, do it. But if you are creating a calendar for your world and putting holidays on it, that's the first step to never using that holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but if your players are coming and rolling into town and you need something to make this place feel a little bit different, they're in the midst of a holiday. That's the perfect time yeah. to create a holiday. As a side note, that can really make a place feel real is just the fact that they're celebrating a holiday when you come through. Much more than just, you know, this is an average day. People are walking around. When players get to experience a thing like a holiday and they have a unique story based on that holiday, based on celebrating it, then all of a sudden they love that holiday and it comes around time to the next year and if you're playing in an open world campaign, the party says, we should head back to the town that's just about to celebrate Presidium. <laughs> yes, Presidium. Festival. <laughs> yeah, to create a in-game tradition on top of a... that That's almost some meta stuff going on. Yeah. And so we're going to present a method of creating a holiday. And just before we do that, I want to say, why should you create holidays the way we're going to present? Well, you don't have to. I mean, there's a million ways to make holidays. But this one covers the purposes of an in-game holiday as we've described as succinctly as possible. And doing it in this way helps avoid the direct real-world holiday ripoffs, unless that's what you're going for. But like if you sit down and you just think, I need a holiday, you're just going to go to the one that you've most recently experienced in your own <laughs> life, probably. Like, <laughs> like, players, I've created this holiday. It's called St. Day. <laughs> it's where a man in a green suit comes to town and gives kids gifts. It's different. Exactly. This 
is the strategy stateroom, where inventive and cunning tactics are crafted for when they're needed most. All right, so we're gonna jump right into the steps to create a brand new holiday for our game. The first step is we gotta know our culture. The second is we're gonna create the origin story for the holiday, and then we're gonna create a behavioral shift. And then rounding it off, we're going to create some interactive traditions. So let's get into the first point. We gotta know the culture. Right, so we've talked about culture creation before, and if you'd like a quick recap, you can find our culture builder at hookandchance.com under resources. But if you wanna get right to a holiday, the very minimum you need is to start with at least a cultural value or two. It'll really help direct this whole holiday building process. So if you've got like an entire culture within say a country or a province or even a town, each one of those layers could have a particular cultural value. But if we say that that cultural value is hard work, then the holiday might be the opposite of that. We're going to take a break from hard work. Or it might be a celebration there of you go. hard work. Yeah. But ultimately, we need to know what some of those values are because it gives us somewhere to start when creating our holiday. Right. And then we create the origin story. So every real world holiday, don't know if you noticed, traces back to some significant event in the culture that spawned it. And if you did fill out the culture creator, you've got an event that started the culture too. You can just reuse that if you want to be the same event that inspired this holiday. So some easy ways of doing this is, you know, well, we need, we need an example. Like, let's start with a couple of cultural values like unity, and bravery. So all we need to do is think of an event that defined the start of that value. So maybe for unity, you know, when the different groups of these lands came together to form the culture that we're talking about. Ooh, see, I like that. You gotta, maybe it, it was thousands of years ago and these two towns were always at each other's throats. And then finally, something happened that brought two places together and then they created one full town together. Yeah, you call it two towns. And now it's all about unity. Or for bravery, if you want to, you know, maybe the story is when the cultural hero stood up to an oppressor of the culture and died to save it. Ooh, see, I like that because then the hero of the holiday went and he got the mayors of those two towns because it's always the mayor. They went and <laughs> <Yeah>. got, <laughs> it's always the mayor. They went and got the mayors and he dragged them out by their ears and then brought them out into the battlefield where the battle was just about to commence and then made them kiss in front of everyone. Said, <laughs> kiss and make up. Interesting take but on the words. But then they stabbed him. Ooh. Oh, so he died for the... They were both pissed off. They stab him. That's what brings them together. Yeah. Bravery and unity. But he also made him kiss by their ears. <laughs> and that's a part of the holiday now. Ear kisses. <laughs> No, not kisses on the ears. He, he was holding them by the ears, and then he said, now kiss. Right, I get that. But okay. now a symbolic gesture oh, in memory is to kiss someone on the ear. That makes a ton. Rather than reef on their ear and kiss them on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this town has some weird traditions, and it's going to really throw your party off. But honestly, what we just did 
is about as logical as some of the real world traditions that we have. So don't overthink it. Yeah. Just wing it. Yeah. No wrongs, only <laughs> rights. Make out bullshit and you'll have the most realistic holiday that you can create. So the next thing we need to do is we need to create a behavioral shift. So what that means is what general vibe is super strong leading up to this holiday? In our Western culture, we're familiar with some of these concepts like Halloween. The whole month before Halloween, we're leaning into a spooky, scary vibe. We're watching horror movies. We're trying to think about ghosts more. <laughs> That's what I do anyways. <laughs> Think about ghosts. <laughs> what you doing, George? Just thinking about ghosts. <laughs> Halloween's a coming. You bring up a good point. Like, I leave my cobwebs rather than clean them coming up to <laughs> Halloween because, I, A, I'm lazy, but also, B, uh, I'm leaning into the holiday. <laughs> That's a good tradition, too. But, I mean, Christmas has a better example of this, I guess. You know, we're all talking about being good to each other in charity before Christmas comes around. And every holiday has got a bit of this. So th this can really amp up your in-game holiday. I mean, we've got Remembrance Day in Canada, Veterans Day in the United States. So we honor our ancestors and it's all about being solemn. So it's certainly like every holiday has a vibe. And all you have to do next is figure out what that vibe is. Because if we had the ear kissing day, if that was a <laughs> solemn event because the hero died, that's going to be a very different kind of feeling to the entire holiday as opposed to a joyous one where nobody died, just the hero. Uh, both towns were spared, and now they celebrate every single year with a huge party and a float, and they, they build a big effigy, and they kiss the, the effigy of the hero every year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Two very different vibes, but I can't get away from... The idea of a party sitting in front of a mayor as he slowly, solemnly kisses <laughs> every ear. <laughs> it's like an apology every year. Oh, I love it. What a weird holiday. We're only halfway through this thing and we've already made the most batshit crazy holiday. Yeah, I love it. So next we need to create interactive traditions, something that the party can actually interact with. So, so far, we, all we have is a concept. Right. Now we need to actually make it a holiday that when they come into town, they can have some things to do. They can have a way of embracing the holiday and making it theirs too. You know, play the game that they're here to play, not just say, neat, DM, you came up with a holiday. Now can we go on an adventure? <laughs> <laughs> this is where your inescapable predilection towards research really comes in handy heck yeah so i think that these interactive elements can take a lot of inspiration from the real world of wild and wacky traditions that we have what inspiration have you got for us the first couple a lot of us have heard about we're going to start simple we got running with the bulls which i mean that's a great inspiration in DD, &D, all you got to do is pick a monster and have the characters need to reach a point before the monster catches them. All the while, there's everyone else in the mix, too. That's great. Yeah, it's it's perfect for this particular scenario because you have a monster manual. There's so many options. Yeah, and the origin of this, just to show you how unique all of these origin stories are and yet simple at the same time for you to come up with, the origin was just guiding the bulls to pens in the city a long time ago, and more people started wanting to get in the mix. 
Now it's a massive festival. <laughs> so I love this. The The point being is that chaos is fun. Monsters are fun. Sending people against absolutely stupid odds is fun. And sometimes holidays are better when the reaction is simply, um, what now? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? You just want to run in front of an angry bull. An ankeg? <laughs> This is insane. Wait a minute. You release a bullet into the middle of town, and then the first person to kiss it without dying? On the ear? Oh, my God. No. Do they have ears? What are you kissing? (laughs) Next, we have the human castles of Catalonia, Spain. Well, you actually saw this. Yeah, and I was pretty young at the time, like 16, so I had very little worldly knowledge at this point and it was a spectacle i was just i was losing my mind with what is out there in the world so what this is is where huge teams gather to create human towers that are up to nine levels high and what i mean by levels a level is a person standing on another person's shoulder so if i climbed up on your shoulders that would be a two level human tower and they go nine high yeah which just so you know is 12 meters or 39 feet tall. Going back to my previous point, people must get injured doing this. Oh, absolutely. The people on the higher levels are wearing helmets. And once in a while, these towers do fall. And it's like, it's when you're watching it, it's the tensest thing to watch these people climbing up the tower levels that they're, they need to get past to get on top. As everyone's shaking and just desperately trying to hang on, they're sending a child up to the ninth level yeah. with a helmet <laughs> hoping that they don't have to like scoop them into a bucket when this whole thing topples can you imagine doing something like that as a kid like i i didn't i was not a brave child so the point being is that cooperative feats are awesome danger is fun i don't know there's so many skill checks that you could really go through totally like you could have Uh, strength checks at the bottom, dexterity to get to the top, intelligence to plan a climbing route, charisma if you're trying to keep everyone's morale strong as they hold the formation. Well, there's like 30 or 40 people all like holding the base of these human towers. Yeah. And I think also, you know, you could easily fantasy this one up. If you just put this human tower in a very precarious situation, then the drama is there for sure. Yeah, like if you do a human tower on the tower and then the mayor has to climb the entire tower to kiss the top person on the <laughs> ear. Mayor has to climb every tower. And you could even, you know, throw some smaller monsters climbing up the tower in there. You got to get to the top and ring a bell that's hanging from a pole or something like that. You know, yeah, get creative. You get really weird. Next, we have La Tomatina, the tomato fight that you may have heard of as well. You'd have to come up with some maybe more structured rules than this, but the real world version of this is they put a ham on top of a slippery pole, and when the first person climbs up and grabs the ham, the tomato fight is on. <laughs> it's just a big old tomato fight. <laughs> okay, I I really want to know, how did this one get started? What was the genesis? Well, you might think that it's more than it is, but essentially a riot took place during a festival that intersected with a vegetable stand. It was just the two worlds (laughs) collided? That was the origin? Like if you've ever seen Avatar, the animated series, you got the, my radishes guy. That's (laughs) that's basically what happened. (laughs) Got it. 
like the point here is that again your holiday does not have to have deep meaning it's just i don't know it's the the values of let's riot yeah what value could you relate that to if you had to maybe just kind of fun loving chaos maybe almost you know calling back to the town's original kind of like fighty persona like they were always ready to scrap yeah and since they finally realized in the midst of this fight and getting the mayors to kiss <laughs> that they they decided that they weren't scrappers anymore and they would find other ways of getting out their frustrations yeah with a big old tomato fight totally and i've got a few more to get through just because our world is a interesting <laughs> fascinating place and you can't stop the research I've, train travis was trying to actually create this episode while i just kept looking up different events <laughs> great use of my time there's well the point being there's a million of them out there and yeah. if you want a little inspiration a quick google search is all you need like this gem cheese rolling yep you heard me right participants race down a 200 yard long hill after a round of double glout Chester cheese is sent rolling down it. You're like, you're supposed to beat it to the bottom? Uh, yeah. You're supposed to not get injured by it. It's very much like running with the bulls in the oh. sense that people get very badly injured. I could see getting knocked over by that, sending your face immediately into the pavement. Yeah, like we're not talking small wheels of cheese you get from the grocery store. We're talking about hefty jammers. One that you need a forklift to lift. <laughs> pretty much great sounds fun fun oh yeah and just so you know the hill is extremely steep so running down it <laughs> is course. a challenge in itself <laughs> uh, so bananas is, are some of these holidays basically just population control do we just <laughs> is subject ourselves know. to them so that you know keep the idiots weed them out yeah rough <laughs> next we got kind of a badass one the iditarod trail sled dog race I think that's great inspiration for some cool adventure. That takes place, uh, it goes from Anchorage to Nome, Alaska, and its origins are pretty cool. When diphtheria broke out in Nome, Alaska, 20 mushers and 150 dogs rushed to deliver the anti-serum from Anchorage. Wow. That's an origin. And just so you know, that this isn't just a lighthearted kind of Saturday everyone gathers and gets their their hot cocoa and watches a quick dog race on a on a sunny Saturday in Nome, Alaska, they actually go 1,100 miles or 1,700 kilometers. It takes days. Yeah, they're not messing around through some rough weather conditions. So point here being that you can base your holiday, and these are the ones that really get people invested, if your holiday is about the triumph of the human spirit your values of something to rally around, some good feeling message to get behind. Yeah, hard to be against uh, one like that. And bringing it back around to something ridiculous, tar barrel racing in the UK. Which is what exactly? <laughs> kind of what it sounds like. Competitors race through the streets with a barrel on their backs that has been dipped in tar and lit on fire. Okay. <laughs> Look up a picture of this one. It's wild. These barrels are massive and there's sparks of flying. Uh, <laughs> tell me that there's a more sensical origin. Toughness. Toughness is the point. The origin is a group unsuccessfully attempted to blow up British monarch 
James I in order to put a stop to the persecution of Roman Catholics. So it's actually got some meaning to it, but in practice today, it's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Here, put on this backpack. Okay, and then what now? What are you doing with the torch? Oh, shit. <laughs> Please don't. Ah, I better start running. So, again, point here, danger's great. It's great for reality. It's great for fantasy. It's great all the time. So make your holiday traditions absolutely buck wild and super dangerous. Yeah. To prove the point that anything can be anything, I bring you the noble sport of chess boxing. <laughs> I can assume I know exactly what that's about. Yeah, it doesn't get any simpler than that name. Two combatants play alternating rounds of speed chess and boxing until one wins by checkmate or knockout. Well, there you have it. Do whatever. Do whatever. <laughs> Do whatever the hell you want. I know that's not a holiday. It's a sport. But like the point is you can jam in strange games to give fun to your holidays. Amuse and delight all. Yeah. All right. So a couple more things. Now that we have an idea for what maybe some of the activities could be. We just replace a thing with a thing. <laughs> and then we make it a thing. Yeah. So next we need a kind of a task to be completed. So like we've got part of it. I mean, some of these examples have a task kind of baked in. Um, but usually it's like get to a top of a mountain, uh, do a thing. I mean, Christmas is put up a tree, buy some gifts. That's yeah. a task. Yeah, like with a couple of the examples we gave, I would probably add in a task, like the tomato fight. You know, you've got nothing there if it's just a tomato fight for fun. Well, the real world tomato fight added, get the ham at the top of the pole. To be fair, that's just to, to kick the thing off. But that's a task. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You got me there. <laughs> so, the as flimsy as it sounds, this is really all that makes up a holiday. And whatever you decide to settle on, you can design it as a very simple skill check that'll move pretty quickly and that just gives the party an idea of what's going on here. Or you can flesh it out with competition and turn it into a proper encounter. Like this can be a good fun session if you want it to be. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Anywhere between a single dice roll to a multi-session event, if players are digging it, then you can just lean right in. And it becomes a multi-day thing like the Iditarod. The Iditarod could be turned into a three-session challenge of survival. Yeah, with some great prize at the end that they're trying to win. Or, you know, at the very least, they'll be the heroes of the town and then they'll then be able to pursue their actual quest. And our players come back every year and are hailed as the champions of the Iditarod that they completed that one time. What better way to introduce a rival for the campaign than have them compete in the Iditarod? The next year they get challenged because the first year they won and now somebody wants to dethrone them. But every single year the town celebrates them because they won and they also killed that dragon that interrupted their the event. <laughs> like all of this just spins off of your one bananas holiday. Yeah. Now there's one more piece that can be a lot of fun when creating holidays and that is to make etiquette that has to be observed. So in the event itself, make a word that can't be spoken or a color that you should wear or anything. <laughs> and that just somehow grounds it that much more. That's true. It doesn't have to be complex. Just a couple of details to make it 
to make it appropriately weird, as we've discussed, real world holidays can be. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, think about anything that we've talked about real world, like from our culture, objectively. Think about the whole decorating a tree thing, dressing up in spooky costumes and wandering around asking for food. That's so weird. All of them are completely <laughs> and objectively weird. Yeah. Next, you create prizes or plot hooks to reward their participation. Going back to real world holidays, you've got candy for Halloween. You've got gifts for Christmas. You've got gifts for Valentine's Day. You've got weird chocolates for Easter. Like all of these holidays have something that you get for your participation. If you're not going to be a Grinch like me, then you're going to get into it and you're going to get rewarded. Yeah. The reward in our town is, of course, a smooch on the ear from every citizen. That is the reward. Doesn't give you any benefits <laughs> in gameplay. <laughs> no, no, no. Give them some cool magic items that represent the values. That'll be juicy. So the template again, you want to come up with your values, decide on a time of year that this is going to be pinned to, you take an item or a symbol and then a task with that item or symbol, something that you got to do. And then you make something that you do not do. And then you create a hero of the tradition and then create a skill check. So that that was a lot. Don't worry about it. It's going to be posted on our actual website for this episode. You can find that general template. But to go through it, if that seemed a little bit too simple, we'll break it down one more time. Yeah, watch how easy Christmas breaks down. The values are family and charity. The time of year, winter. The item or symbol, a tree. You've got a task with that item or symbol, which is find it and decorate it. Something you don't do, be a jerk, be cruel. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to be cruel the entire year, which is really <laughs> difficult for me. Yeah. You've got a hero of the tradition, Santa, big jolly fat guy. Yeah. How great. And you want to create a team skill check, find the tree, decorate the tree, put gifts under the tree. Throw in competition and challenges to those, and you you can flesh it out pretty easy. This came together so quick, but just to put this into practice yet again, we're going to make a fantasy one. All right, so currently I am DMing a game. So just to show that it can be done fairly easily and on the fly almost, if you're wanting to do this, we have a game that I am currently DMing where the players exist within a city that is, I mean, it's it's not an original idea, let's say, uh, but it's the entire city exists within a border wall. And outside of that border wall, there are demons just running amok. They're all over the place. And the city now, today, is pretty safe thanks to these walls and these big beacons that they put on the wall to keep the demons at bay. Yeah, classic so, gritty. We need some values, which... I don't know. I feel like safety is definitely a value in this scenario. Yeah. And based on what you said, you could easily draw like community coming together against the demons and perseverance. Well, they've existed like this for hundreds of years. Like they've been able to keep the demons at bay with their walls. So yeah, perseverance fits perfectly. How about a time of year? Well, I mean, I feel like this would maybe be around the time that they maybe figured out how to build the beacons and how to keep the demons at bay this was like the glimmer of hope in this world that was being plagued by demons that hey we figured it out we figured out how to keep them at bay 
and to make it equally as like dreary as the world concept is in general, <laughs> we're going to throw it right smack dab in the middle of winter. Yeah, and little extra fantasy spin on it. This is this is dark winter. Yeah. Dark winter nights. <laughs> That's what the Ooh, season is called. <laughs> that's a, Well, that actually works perfect because if you've got these torches that are on the wall, these beacons, you kind of need to have those walls up and you need to have the beacons running 24 hours a day because there's no daylight. Yeah, of course there's no daylight. This is the darkest and grittiest. <laughs> How about an item or symbol then? Well, I'm thinking a green torch. We can say, you know, just for that fantasy flair that all of the beacons are bright green and they're blowing green flame all over the place. Hell yeah. So that's what keeps the demons at bay. So the green torch that is used to light each one of the beacons every night or something like that. That's that's the symbol. Red flame, don't work on these mamma jammas. <laughs> we need that green flame. <laughs> so we next we need a task with that item or symbol. What could we do with this one? Well, a part of the holiday could be actually helping out with it almost, like taking watch on the outer wall, lighting your torch as a symbol of protecting your home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could even do like, Everyone in the city, as a part of that community piece, everyone in the city has to take an hour-long watch so that everyone's skin is in the game. And that's what makes that community, is they're all there protecting one another. And then, yeah, the lighting of the torch. Like, I wonder if that green flame, like, that's where it kind of originates. they got to keep that lit. Those beacons have to stay lit all day, every day. And normally, I'm sure in modern times, they have people that sit there and watch the torches. They watch the the beacons yeah. and make sure that they stay lit. But back in the day, what formed the community was everybody had to take a turn. So for this one holiday, everyone returns to the wall and does an hour-long stint watching the wall, watching the fire, and making sure there's no demons near the wall. Now, could this be a lighthearted or a very gloomy holiday because i can see it going both ways you could have it so that as soon as you're done your watch on the wall you get to join in with the festivities happening inside and it's almost like a this is the one night where we feel safe enough to party hard because the walls are being watched by tons of people there we go yeah see i dig that that's great so everyone's partying in town they're whooping it up they're partying on rooftops everyone's you know swinging around Green flame torches. Yeah. Because that's the symbol for the holiday. <laughs> Lighting off homemade fireworks. Now, something that you do not do or a, a faux pas on this night. Well, it could be around letting your guard down, maybe falling asleep. As a watcher on the wall, wow, we're getting real close to some. We got the green flame. We got watchers on the wall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we go any further, George R. R. Martin is going to sue us. That's fair. Got to make it different. I do dig this because if, oh, if they're all having a huge party, then the original faux pas was falling asleep on the wall. Oh, the yeah. The new faux pas is falling asleep during the night. Oh, hell yeah. You have to party all night. And when somebody falls asleep in the midst of all of the partying and the revelry, they get loaded into the catapult and Jesus. shot out to the demons. Wow. <laughs> it's harsh. No, but yeah. Some kind of a <laughs> lesser punishment. I mean, you could pour their drink on their head. You know, if you wanted to really amp up the competition and the intensity of, of the task, you could also have people willing to show their true bravery in this moment 
do what maybe the original people had to do and go outside the walls to set up beacons. So it's like a short stint outside the wall. Everyone's watching. There's some kind of a a rescue operation that's able to happen in case things go really bad. But it's like... It's like a dare. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, that could be part of the team skill check if you really wanted it to do. I mean, it could start with climbing the original wall, standing guard for an hour, and then making your way outside the wall to light that final beacon. And the session ends with a demon attacking and the party surviving and getting back. And wow, that was a great, great holiday. Yeah, good show. Everyone loves it. We forgot the hero of the tradition. Oh, yes. I apologize. What do you got? Well, uh, I'm thinking the hero of the tradition would be the person that first lit the torches or like maybe came up with the idea for the torches. They like perfected the magic that needed to go into it. Totally. So we just need to give him a name. Obadiah Freymonson. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do. That's a name. That's a name. (laughs) And our holiday is complete. Now you can feel free to, you know, sprinkle on some weird specific traditions and to give it a little bit of zest. But that's the foundation of the holiday right there. And I feel like we have more than enough to have players come back year after year and ask when is the holiday coming up? We haven't named the holiday. Hmm. Fremonson's spooky demon torch. <laughs> How's that? That's day. You add day at the end, and then you day. have a holiday. <laughs> Fremonson's spooky demon torch day. Just kind of mash them all together and Fre spook dim day. Okay, you're losing me. Yeah, this is, this is that's going fine. downhill fast. <laughs> All right. Torch Night. Tor- How's perfect. that? Torch Night is great. Simple. There you go. Memorable. Every player is going to want to celebrate Torch Night. Well, we hope that helped. We hope that it gives you something to work on for your holiday adventures that you're probably starting to plan right about now. So run through them again. You need some values, a time of year, an item or symbol, something to do with that item or symbol, and something you don't do and then a hero, and then throw in some skill checks, and you're done. What holidays did you create with this system? Have you created any holidays? Did you have any stories of some sessions that had holidays baked in that went super, super well? We would love to hear them. Like the 12 Nights of Juice. Oh. Or St. Baker's Hell Day. (laughs) What? What did those bakers go through? A lot. How bad could it possibly get? Yeah. You can always start with a random name like I do. And that's that's a great place to start. But we're going to hop into the Temple of Inspired Hands to round this episode off. This is the Temple of Inspired Hands, where amazing products and revolutionary ideas are brought to light. So this is going to buck the format of our usual Temple of Inspired Hands, but these Inspired Hands that we're referring to in this one, I think are kind of an amalgamation of yours and ours. Mostly yours, dear listener. I give you the credit. Because without you, we wouldn't be here doing this. I mean, 
we're going into our third year of this show, or we're finishing third year of our show. This yes. is, holy shit, this is happening so <laughs> fast. It can't be right, but it is. So we wanted to take a moment and say that, hey, you know what? We started with our very first episode, January 1st of 2019, and we had no idea that just a few years later, we would be here with 130 episodes under our belt. We've met some truly incredible people that have joined our Discord and become patrons and just reached out to us to say they like the show. And we've had some awesome guests on the show that we never would have met otherwise. And I would say that after like a hundred or so amazing folks in our Discord who help each other with ideas and they help us with storytelling and they they really engage, it makes the entire thing go so much better. And it's so much more fun. And to maybe make the point that I'm trying to very roundabout way of making is that we are quitters at heart. (laughs) (laughs) We really, (laughs) there isn't much here keeping us going other than you. So we really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen every week, to subscribe to the channel on YouTube, to just subscribe on your podcast player, whatever. But our patrons, and you have made this show what it is. And we honestly, and I can say this with 100% certainty, we would not still be here if it weren't for you. Yeah. Because I want to quit all the time. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I'm lazy. Video games are fun. Yeah. I could be out riding my motorcycle. But instead, I'm here in this tiny uh, podcast room strictly because I know that you're expecting another episode and that once we get going, it's a ton of fun. We've had a ton of fun, and it just makes our world go round now. And honestly, it's been the greatest excuse to get better at what we enjoy doing. I can also say for certain that if we didn't do this podcast with your encouragement, that we would be far shittier (laughs) (laughs) runners of games and players of games. Also a guarantee. (laughs) Yeah. So the Discord community has also grown a ton. It's chill. It's wholesome. It's welcoming. There's some wonderful people there, uh, you know, going all the way back to our very first fan and patron, Will HP. Uh, he's kind of helped us grow the Discord into something that's really, really awesome. And we're so super proud of it. But there's so much more that we can do with your help. So we would wholeheartedly encourage you to join the Discord engage with us we want to start looking at collectively writing and publishing adventures with you or supplements that will help other people in their games it's all here we love it we thank you so much for for interacting with us and for participating in this journey so thank you and our holiday wish is for you to play some incredible games with your family and friends we are going to be working on some things in the downtime like a plan for next year We'd love it if you would contribute some ideas in our Discord, hung out with us, let us know what you want to hear next year. We didn't mention that bit. Then we're going to take our usual break for December. We're going to be back in January with more episodes, just in case that wasn't clear with this whole thing. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) Absolutely wasn't. There's so much crazy shit that happens in the holidays that it's just so difficult to put out episodes that are of the kind of quality that we would expect for you 
So we just decided not to attempt that yeah. <laughs> and to lean into the holidays. But we are going to be working on some projects with that downtime, like Jordan said. Didn't want to have to shit out an episode about cocking your wrist just right while you're rolling dice. And that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a technique to rolling dice. Do it better. That's it for this time. So patrons, one special gift for you is that you can expect to see a bonus episode going through some of the worst recording outtakes from a year's worth of episodes as our holiday gift to you. So it's a it's a special episode where I've collected all of the terrible outtakes, just the worst flubs and brain farts and dumb shit that we've said, and we've added a commentary track so you can just understand what leads us to these kind of mistakes. It makes me feel very bad, but also very good at the same time. So I can laugh at myself. So hopefully you get some giggles from that. Uh, maybe you can listen to them around a crackling fire uh, or introduce them them to a friend and get them watching the show <laughs> so you can laugh at Throw us as well. Dicks. That's a great intro. Right? Listen to how much these two suck. <laughs> and we're also planning, barring any more natural disasters, absolutely hammering our home province of British Columbia, or, you know, some zombie Zeta variant virus outbreak wave, <laughs> hoping to attend Winter Fantasy in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where we put our money where our mouth is and actually run some games. We're really excited to take this trip uh, because it means that we get to go with our good, good friend, the GM Tim, and we're gonna go to winter fantasy we're gonna go to our first con weird this is really weird <laughs> we don't talk to other people we just stay in our hole yeah so uh hopefully we get to see you there hopefully if you're planning on attending winter fantasy in the indiana area uh we'll get to meet you in person but i really really hope we get to meet finally some of the patrons that have been keeping this show going for so many years thank you very much to zach g no ma'am Michelle T. Hentenius. Alan E. Matthew T. Felix R. Chris F. The Senate. Lucas D. Lila G. GM Tim. Thomas W. Tyler G. Ty N. Heavy Arms. Eric R. Aldrost. Leprechaun. And Will HP. Thank you all so, so much. We hope you have a great holiday. Uh, I hope that the lack of episodes during the break doesn't send you into some kind of holiday spiral reach out to us you can find us on the discord if you're if you're struggling if you need that fix of us two idiots talking in your ear yeah hey and guess what there's 130 episodes of it so if you absolutely crave our dumb voices they're there thanks to tabletop audio for the sound effects you heard in this episode you can follow us at hook and chance on twitter facebook instagram and reddit and join an awesome community of players and dms by joining our discord come on there we're not gonna be down over the holidays on the discord you can still reach us we're gonna be plenty active there thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening and happy torch night kiss my ears <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>